and away we go. We're back. We're back with another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want a. What is that noise? I don't know, but it sounded like eight, and this is episode. No, this no, is seven. No, this is eight. Really? Yeah, that was the last one was seven. Oh my god, we're just busting them we're out. Really arriving, but I, everyone's going to hear these like normally, so it just feels like a lot to us. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So if you listen to episode seven, it's a bit heavy. <laughs> A little heavy. And as um, we mentioned in one of the other episodes, we sh- we record two podcasts a day, so it's it's the same day yep. as episode seven. Yes. So Selena and I had to go on a walk. We had to go on a walk. Process. Yeah. Process the discussion about processing. Yeah, because I said to Jer, you know, because we were talking maybe about expanding a little bit on um, episode seven because it's such a heavy topic. But I think then we would start to get into more of a pop culture, political discussion on abuse. And that isn't necessarily our goal, right? Yeah. And I think also talking about something that I don't have direct experience about is difficult to be woo about. Yeah. Right? I, I, think, I think that's I, what I th- we settled I, on. I love that. I, I love that you said that because I feel like that's such a woo approach too. Yeah. Um, you know, we can only talk about abuse so much. Like, Right. Um, and, you know, we have a woo perspective on things, but it's like we have not experienced that. No. And our God. opinion is, so. you know, everybody has their opinions and ways of processing and dealing and that is valid. Totally. And I wouldn't want to invalidate something that I don't really know that much about. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's great that we're we're open to admit it. Yeah. You know, and, and we you know, should. I think that a, a difficult part of discussing all these sort of esoteric woo ideas is that you really get into the territory of there is no right or wrong kind of the line there's no line anymore so it's real like shaky ground that yeah and i I think oh man it's yeah right yep yep, exactly so so it's i think it's hard for people to get there yeah i mean i feel like it's even hard for us you know after we had that episode we were both like whoa yeah that was a lot. I felt I felt a bit exhausted. Or uh, it was just heavy. It yeah. was just heavy. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like bad. It just felt like kind of like this shit that's happened over the past few years, where like crappy shit happens, and you're just like, ugh. You're like I'm okay. I'm okay. But like, ugh. Yeah. It's it's definitely. You know, trying to logically understand just bad stuff. Right. When you're not operating from, like, um, 
you know, a, a podium of like, here's what's right, here's what's right. I mean, there are things that are inherently right and wrong, right? Are there? Well, I think, I think so. Like, your intention. If you know what you're doing is mm. harmful to another human, then I think you're operating in a place that's coming from more of a dark place. You're not coming from a love, light, mm -hmm. do-gooding, expanding mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do think there is a line, but it's kind of, unfortunately, subjective to that, like, soul, I guess, and what they're trying to experience in this world, on this right. vibration. And, right. like, to be on the receiving end of somebody's intentions that are darker will always be hard. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. It, it's really shaky ground. Shaky. Yeah. And as we as you want does not approve any negative no. shit. No. We're just saying it. <laughs> we don't approve of negative shit. Um, so the way I approach it, uh, and man, I feel like we really are right now. Just a couple I mean, of philosophy we're kids. We're just swimming <laughs> and bullshitting. Right yeah, this is a good one. Um, but but one thing that I've, I guess, a moral compass for me, more lately is, um, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm going where Jesus is going. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm just saying love. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's a good, broad category. Yeah. Right? Are you, are you living in, are you living your day-to-day -day in love? And love is a, we, we actually, uh, this came up in one of our episodes where I said something about love. Uh -huh. And even love can be a stigmatized thing because, you know, a lot of people can interpret love as like a, this person-to-person -person romantic thing. Yeah. And it's like... No word may even be able to kind of encompass it, um, but it's like, oh man, <laughs> I feel like I'm like in the like, hand motion he's doing right now is really rich. Yeah, I'm like I'm 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 essentially like circling his circling hands my hands in like in like quicksand because I'm like there's no way out of this as a human like there's nothing I can say that's going to make me like um, yeah, but um. I think it's I think it's love. I just try personally to approach everyone with love and you know I I think that's a, a good approach and as like Seth was saying with like <laughs> love thy neighbor as thyself. He's like it's actually not the best uh axiom because some people don't love themselves. Right. Which is true. Yeah. I kind of think it's more just like coming from a place of like just don't do harm to people yeah no harm don't that, do harm that's a that's a yogic uh it's, one of the, like the yogic yeah. foundational truths but it like you know that's a place of love yeah i mean i sometimes don't come from that place of love shockingly well we're all human no i'm kidding yeah for sure yeah and there's there's just sometimes shit where it's like you don't even know the ramifications of your action you know like you don't even know I know. Isn't that kind of scary? Like, sometimes you're just ignorant and you don't realize it. And then later on, you know, like we were saying in the last episode, it's like this concept of time where you you look back and you go, oh, shit, 
I was this way with this person or this way and now I'm more awake and oh my god, you know, so. Yeah, how did I get myself here? How did I get myself here, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess we get ourselves here by, you know, how we are in like our everyday. Mm-hmm. Right? Just taking it day by day. Kind of. I think so. Yeah. Or as I like to say, moment by moment. Yeah, that's like kind of easier. That's how, that's how I, you know, when we ended the last episode, it's when you go through really hard shit, sometimes the easiest or the, the, the best thing you can do for yourself is just stop and breathe. Yeah. And like bring it back to the moment. Yeah. But I think like I actually had a client come in last week who was in the middle of like a really intense panic attack. So just in it and came in and I was like, okay, like let's do this. Right. Like heart racing, crying, thought they were dying, like literally legitimately. And yeah. And the only thing, you know, and they were like, I feel like I'm going to faint. And I was like, okay, let's do this, you know? And, um, the only thing I could think of doing was just like holding their feet and telling them like to breathe and that's it, you know, because you can't convince somebody to get out of a cyclical spiral because mm-hmm. they're already in it. And mm-hmm. it does come back to like the breath, taking it back there, trying a little better. And then I followed up with her a couple of days later to be like, hey, like, how are you doing? That's she great. was like, you know what I feel? And it wasn't it was much shorter than usual sessions. And I didn't even use needles because I just used magnets instead. It yeah. wasn't too much. But I guess I'm saying this, like, they came in of whatever traumas, whatever anxieties, whatever suffering they had, and, like, came in and to my space where I'm not going through that. And I think just being present and open and listening and holding someone and holding that space for them to just freak out in a safe place is, like... Amazing. Yeah, the way you can just practice love and, you know not harm you're a real healer you're a real healer I will say though I was I had a bunch of other people at the same time and it made me very distracted (laughs) (laughs) I like forgot to do yeah it just kind of threw me off a little bit because it was so much about like being present for this person that I was like oh shit I have two other people that I also have to like be present for it's hard but it was a pretty big panic attack yeah Oof, panic attacks. Have you ever had one? Uh, yes. They are terrible. They're really bad. Yeah. It's weird when your body, like, kind of, it, it like, kind of revolts against you, it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah. I haven't had one in a while. Me neither. Thank God. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I can go on a whole tangent about why I had my first panic attack, because it's related to drugs. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe this will be the drug episode. I think we should. Well, I'd like to talk about drugs at some point. Yeah, we can definitely. Maybe a little drugs. revealing, but um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. More, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, people who are into woo shit, you know, some of us 
get into drugs because it expands your mind. It expands your I consciousness. I mean, psychedelics and connecting to the higher plane, lots of cool information on that. Yep. It's one way to get there. Yeah. I actually worked on a... Um, so I worked on... I don't think I mentioned this story, but when I... After I uh, got out of grad school and I was doing um, film work, I started my film production uh, career. Uh, and I was like interning at places and I was picking up freelance gigs now and then. I interned at this one production company in New York, uh, Turn of the Century Pictures. Etienne, if you're listening, he's the owner. Etienne? Etienne. Oh, he was a, French, he was French a little French fry? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sweet guy. We actually bumped into each other uh, not too long ago. But um, he uh, produced this film called Dirty Pictures. I actually helped him pick that title. And it was it, it's about, um, like, almost, uh, you could even consider him, like, the grandfather of psychedelics. His name is Sasha Shulgin, S-H-U-L-G-I-N. And um, he was an American. He, pa- he passed away recently. He was an American... Um, chemist who him and his wife Anne, he would synthesize he literally synthesized like over 200 psychedelic compounds and him and his wife would take them i feel like i listened to a podcast about this oh really did he make lsd he no that's albert hoffman oh but what he did do was he didn't create mdma um, which is molly for those who don't know but he resynthesized it so mdma was um was developed, I'm pretty sure, in Germany um, by one of the pharmaceutical companies. But he found out about it, I think, around in the 50s or early 60s, resynthesized it. They were in living in Texas at the time. And Anne, uh, I'm not sure if Anne is still around with us, but Anne is or was a therapist. And she started administering yes. MDMA to her patients. And they were seeing these amazing results. I bet. And yeah, so he's kind of like the grandpa, of, the grandpapa of, of Grand, Molly. Grandpapa. Grandpapa. I love how you... Grandpapa. <laughs> I watched Sasha this Shulgin. really great documentary a couple of years ago called The Spiritual Molecule, and it's all about... I haven't seen it. Oof, yeah. it's great. It's different people taking it in different settings and their experience. And, and they talk a lot about um, how it got like kiboshed being used in therapy by the government. Yep. Yep, but it's coming back. So, like, is it? this whole documentary, like, kind of follows uh, Sasha's life, and it, it it rounds out with there's a lot of um, psychedelic research happening now that's becoming more and more accepted in Western science. I mean, it makes psilocybin, sense. which are mushrooms, is a big one. Microdosing, um, yeah, uh, LSD for microdosing. Psilocybin's uh, the, they're realizing is is amazing. With they've been doing a lot of research on PTSD patients. I I know some patients who take it. Oh really? Who microdose? Wow. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. They microdose yeah. mushrooms. Okay. It's very expensive. They get it like a prescription. Um. Or oh no. <sighs> Yeah, you don't know. You don't want to reveal. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Some of this shit isn't legal. But. Yeah, this is not legal. Yeah. They get it illegally. Okay, but they microdose. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Not every day. Yeah. That's what the word on the street is. Yeah. Though, I mean, they get good results with it. Um, I... I feel like we need, we need to have some, like, disclaimer, like, 
as well as you want, does not condone any usage of illegal substances. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, we're going to say that right You just now. did it. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. You are your own agent. We are not subscribing to any... It's purely just information. Yeah, this is just information for <laughs> promotional usage or recreational usage. Do not... You know, listen to us as doctors or medical no, professionals. We're not that at there all. There we go. That was my that was my it was spiel. Good. It was actually, I'm Jewish, so I got like I just have lawyer good. in me. That was great. It's like in my blood. It was just like on the spot, yeah. fast talking. Yeah, exactly. You said everything we needed. Okay. Um now anyway, you're good. We we did the disclaimer. We did the disclaimer. <laughs> so that's just the only um kind of per- not personally, but like around me I've known about that. Yeah. I don't know how revealing I want to be. I think that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's been the interesting thing about this podcast is uh, how open do you want to be, you know? And I want to be very open, but it's also like how – I mean, part of it is like how much of this is about us versus how much of this is just about the – you know, the subject matter. And obviously you can't extricate one from the other. No. Um, Um, Well, I think that – the yeah, feeling vulnerable talking about different issues. Yeah, I will. I, I mean, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about my my panic attack experience because it happened. Everyone in my life knows about it, but um, I'm not going to do the whole story because it will take a very long time. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I will. I always preface the story with this, which is, you know, a lot of people think of their life, their life's narrative, as like a book, you know, and you have like specific chapter chapters. You have like. Your your baby years and your like tween years and mm. your your high school years and college. My uh, panic attack slash weed story is a chapter. Love that, great. <laughs> That's great. how I always preface it. I'm like, this was a chapter in the book this of Jeremiah. Is not, yeah, not the not the, not the not the OG Jeremiah, right? The new G Jeremiah. Oh That's so lame. <laughs> Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I was in college. Okay, good start. And uh, we're going down. Okay, we're going Do down not, the rabbit hole. You don't have to talk about it. Well, I'll just I mean, say, I had a panic attack one time when I took mushrooms. Yeah, and I and I will never was, do it again. Yeah, I had it was brownies. So there we go. That's it. That's it. And if you want to know more, you got to talk to me personally. DM him. I like that. That's good. Yeah, you yeah. can DM. But it was it was bad, man. And it's 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 one of those things where like dose dosage is huge, context is huge. Yeah, being in the right environment with the right people. And I think a lot of times my take on like if you're gonna experiment with psychedelics, it's like what is your intention behind what you're doing? And I think when I you're using that. it for connecting to like a spiritual realm or realm or trying to expand your vibration, like do it with someone who knows about that stuff, if that's your intention. Like, uh, in the documentary, The um, Spiritual Molecule, yeah, they talk about that, how the intention behind what you're doing before you take, you know, anything like ayahuasca or, like, yeah. um, LSD is, like, you have to be in the space to receive something big or else, if you're just, like, taking it willy-nilly, shit can go wrong. Because you're kind of messing with... It's like an interdimensional thing. Yeah, you're, you're opening a door. In. Yeah, you're opening a gateway that like can be really powerful and amazing if you are with the right like guide. But if not, like you'll have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, th- that's such a huge thing with, um, oh God, Western culture has gone so much fuck, so much shit wrong. And this is one of them, you know, like we don't have a lot of shamans. We don't have a lot of people who could guide us. Mm-mm. We aren't trained in that way. Now we're kind of doing it in our Western way where it's like, you know, dudes in lab coats, like sitting with people who are in like, you know, comfortable rooms or whatever. But it's like these ideas, these practices, these thoughts, these ways of, of teaching and guiding and all of those techniques, they've been around for thousands upon thousands of years. And yeah. we're like just discovering it now. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. But it's also, I think, part of the construct of what we've been in. You mm. know, like a patriarchal concept of control and science and rationalizations. And it's kind of gotten us in a little bit of a predicament, I would say, perhaps. I would agree with you. Yeah. So now it's kind of getting back to like, And I also think there's this whole thing, like, even as an herbalist prescribing Chinese herbs, I often do in practice, a lot of people are like, well, hold on a second, what's in this? And I'm like, but you're, like, taking Clonopin and Xanax and Ambien. Like, do you know what's in that? Right. Like, I'm like, these are just, like, roots and plants. Are you okay with that? And they're like, well, I have to check with my doctor. Well, that's actually fine. I'm sorry to be, like, a little snooty about that. (laughs) But I do think there's this, like, thing. I'm like, I'm telling you to take a plant that's going to help you with X, Y, Z. Right. And you'd rather take a a modified version of a plant derivative Mm -hmm. in a pill form. That gets prescribed by a doctor who's probably making money from the pharmaceutical company. Yeah, I'm like... It's a little little wonky. It gets really wonky. It's so wonky. Yeah. It also gets wonky, like, you know, the counter-argument is uh, that, you know, but that pill comes from... There was... Oh, my God. I forgot what... It was for... I think it was a Johnson & Johnson commercial. There's one of these, like, major, major players in the, like, health... uh, In the health uh, industry that did this whole marketing campaign about how, like their products are all like naturally sourced and like they just take them the it, it, like the founder like gives this whole spiel about how like they're you know like Clorox or whatever is like natural because it comes from like the molecules of the blah 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 and like yeah. they're just resynthesizing it in their labs and it's like where do you draw the line i don't know you know yeah i mean it's yeah it's an interesting even weed you know? Yeah. Well, CBD's like big time All now. All the rage. Yeah. Which, as someone who doesn't smoke weed because it makes me too anxious, CBD is a nice alternative for me personally. I actually pers- I don't prescribe. I actually encourage patients to take CBD oil. And you've done it yourself? Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't. I won't go there. Really? Oh, it's totally fine. <sighs> I went on before I went to Miami. I took a bunch of CBD gummies. Like uh, before the flight, yeah, and I was like cruising around Good LaGuardia, and I Good was like, you. "Hey, what's that's up? awesome!" Yeah, I, Weed and I have quite the history. It's funny because I think you and I, um, you know, people who are like heady can't in this do way, we a can't lot of, do the shit, know, man, because it's already already in our heads. Exactly. Yeah. So people are like, fun. "Oh, but you think about these big things." I'm like, "This is my fucking existence." <laughs> like, I don't need to be more heady than I am. I think I could do it, like, if I was in a space with like 
a guide and like I had an intention or a purpose. Like I think that would make me feel better personally to yeah. do any kind of like or like whenever I watch any of those documentaries, I'm like, sign me up. But then I'm like, you're too nervous. Yeah. There's just a lot to it. You got to know where your stuff is coming from, which is hard to do. Um, I have found that like in, you know, the some of the experiences I've had with drugs since my meditation practice and since I've like learned to kind of calm my mind. Okay. It's been a nice time. Really great. Huh. Because I'm able to kind of like breathe through it and like I feel like um I'm just way more trusting and like open and um I don't know. I don't like it's almost like I don't like attack myself like I used okay. to. Like you're thinking that so it's not ah, you know yeah. like Yeah, the first time that first brownie I had was just like bad news bears, man. Bad news um, bears. You know, I will say that so CBD is not psychoactive, right? Okay, it's bodily. So somatic. Yeah, it's more of that kind of experience, and it's not as jarring or strong as weed is. Mm-hmm. So, I oftentimes, if someone has like um, an autoimmune disease or like a lot of inflammation, mm. I'll suggest CBD because it's, it's hemp oil which is CBD, a cannabinoid-like mm-hmm. derivative, is proven to be, well, not FDA, but, like, whatever, um, anti-inflammatory. Wow. So it's kind of, I think it's becoming big because it will help people manage chronic pain without mm-hmm. using opiates, and that will rock the pharmaceutical industry. So we'll see what happens with it. I'm a little pessimistic. I didn't realize that you, like, almost prescribe... Herbal medicine? Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever told you. (laughs) You're revealing it now. Yeah. Along with acupuncture, I learned Chinese medicine. Um, I mean, herbal medicine. In grad school. In grad school, but... Oh. For all my years. Celine! What? I... Okay. You know... I'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So herbal formulas designed for, you know, you can take them as powders. You can take them as pills. Um, You can get them as, like, literal, like, twigs and branches and, like, be super witchy and cook them in a big pot. It takes a long time. I wouldn't suggest that. I like doing that. Oh. Well, then you can definitely. There's a bunch of places in Chinatown where you can get, like, um. Camwell. Let's take, let's take a trip to Chinatown. Let's go to Camwell. Yeah, we should. And we'll just like you can show you can, can be our guide. I can be your. You can well, be our shaman. Well, hmm. maybe yes. Yeah. But herbal medicine. Yeah. Okay. Like wow. if I get sick, I'll take herbal medicine. All right. Great. What would you take? If you're I sick? take this. Um, like a, like a common cold. A common cold. I take this one patent Yin Chow, which is. Oh gosh! So when you learn herbal medicine in acupuncture school, you 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 learn it in Pinyin, which is an old form of Chinese dialect that's like close that I think they spoke maybe in somewhere near Cambodia. Mm. So like when I say these herbal formulas, I don't know the um, plant name. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'll you know I have like a two or three kind of like go to herbal formulas. But then, you know, depending on what else is going on, there's a there's a million other formulas you can use. Oh man. I just yeah. wanna pick your brain. Yeah, I mean 
you learn them. It's really difficult to learn in school. A lot. There's a lot. Yeah. And then you take your herbal boards. But you don't have to be... Whoa. So you're, like, certified. Yeah. but So it depends which state. Like, some, <gasps> some states don't allow you to practice acupuncture without um, an herbal degree. I see. That's only Massachusetts and Florida, surprisingly. Um, but since I learned and graduated and got certified initially in mass, I have all of them. But I, that was always part of the plan. Cool. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, herbal medicine. It's a pretty neat thing. It takes yeah. longer. It takes longer than regular stuff, you know. Right. Anything holistic will. Right. People so, want quick fix, fixes. They want a quick fix. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting. It A lot of it tastes disgusting. I will say that. <laughs> it just tastes like dirt. Yeah. But you do what you got to do. Does the body good. Yeah. Yeah. A little a little hack that I learned from Melissa that her mom actually used to do is, um, which I should be doing right now, my throat's a little dry. So sometimes my throat just gets dry mm. and you just take like some ginger. Yeah. A little slice of ginger, a little, a little chunk of ginger and yeah. you just chew it up and it like burns like a mofo, but your throat is just like. Another just easy. Um, fired out natural form of antibiotic is actually garlic. Mm-hmm. So if you just eat a bunch of garlic cloves. That was the other one that yeah. her mom used to always give her. Garlic. Other things that I like suggest a lot that are just like you can get at the like grocery store or your health food is oil of oregano mm. as in tincture which is a liquid that will burn. So dilute that in water or orange juice or um, reishi mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. For for immunity, immunity for okay. um, in the winter time, if you're going to be around a bunch of sick people, um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had fire cider? Yes, I love fire cider. Really? Oh, it's so good. I forget what's in it. I like the burn. It's like apple cider vinegar and cayenne and the burn ginger. I think some variants. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty woo-woo. I forgot that I do that. I should mention that. (laughs) Celine Celine is so amazingly talented and knowledgeable. And she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of have a master's degree in Chinese medicine. No, I think for me, it's more about my who I'm with. Like, I'll talk about this stuff in my work. But, like, I'm just not someone who's, like, at her dinner party and be like, hey, did you know that I do... I just don't toot my own horn, I guess. Right. Which I guess I should do more. But that makes me a little uncomfortable. I totally know what you mean. But Okay, so let's say you're at a dinner party and someone's like... <coughs> if they're... And they're like coughing and you're... Would it, de- you, it depends who they are. Who it is, yeah. And if I'm like, you would be receptive to me saying some stuff. Because yeah. I found the more that working in what I do, the more that someone... If they just want to come in and they don't want any, like, suggestions, me saying it just annoys them. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. So I kind of read the room. I learned, if- that, I learned that lesson later. <laughs> I think I just annoyed a lot of fucking people. <laughs> you should do this. You should do this. Well, I think you should do this. <laughs> and now I'm like, if you want my opinion, ask me. Yeah. Unless, obviously, you're really in pain or something like that. But Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm much more reserved now when it comes to, uh, yeah. That kind of but stuff. I think that's just why the podcast is a good thing for me to do. It's like to talk about the random information that I have stored in my brain. Yeah. That but like, you're like a powerhouse. It's like go to Celine for acupuncture, go to Celine for like Chinese herbal medicine, go to Celine for let's talk about this. Magnets? What do you do? Oh, magnets are but that's part of acupuncture. Oh oh explain. I don't you know. You use magnets instead of using acupuncture needles. Okay. And like depending on what you're doing, um, you can use the polarities of the magnets to ground okay. somebody down. So if you're having a panic attack as this happened to this one person that came in the other day, yeah, putting, um, you put, so you can turn the magnet over and it's like on a sticky piece of paper, so you could flip it so it's either going north or south, right? And so you'll kind of diagonally cross it on the arms and the feet, and it will ground, create like a energetic grid. Wow, that's more like Japanese style acupuncture. They use they're more gentle. They use a lot of magnets. Is that would you say that's a very very simple form of sacred geometry? Absolutely. Oh man, yeah, so cool. It's really cool. I love that, and I love how it kind of ties into the last um, episode about like dark and light, north and south, negative yeah. positive. Yeah, like having that kind of pull, you know, the attraction or repellent. Yeah, it's um, like in your body, yeah. physically felt. Wow. I know. That's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah. Magnets are fun. Magnets are pretty cool. <laughs> Magnets, how do they work? You know that song? No. No? Oh, uh, okay. Any, uh, just Google magnets, how do they work? You'll you'll see. <laughs> um, I used to love magnets as a kid. Really? Oh, they're so cool. They just stick together. It's just like it moves in midair. You're like, what is this? This is magic. I know. It's, it's so just cool. based on the poles, right? They're energetic, like yeah. the opposite poles. Yeah, we're in a magnetic field. We are in a magnetic field. One time I went with my mom to Omega Institute. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm not going to remember his name. I'm just going to tell you what he, like, he taught you how to break your own magnetic field. Whoa. Yeah, by you would place, like, your, like, two fingers, like, on someone's shoulder and maybe near their ribs. And you would, like, push very lightly with, like, a certain intention of just, like, breaking a field. And you would, like, fall a little bit. I literally... Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, what's so crazy... I'm going to look up his name. Yeah, look look it up. Like, as you're looking that up, it's so crazy you're mentioning that because... And I mentioned... Um, Shaman Dirk before, but I was kind of scrolling through my Instagram a couple days ago, and I saw him do something like that. Yeah, it's a technique. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And now that you're mentioning it, I was like, it's crazy that you're literally bringing that up. Oh, gosh, it's this guy, and he gives this whole talk. Um, It's so interesting. Yeah. It's okay. We'll we'll yeah, plug I'll in think about the next it. episode um, or put it on the Instagram. But it was really fun because then everybody started doing it. And for a while I could do it. I, I haven't – this was maybe like 10 years ago. Did you feel – in what way did you feel like you shifted? So whenever you're working on like at the energetic level, it's like a feeling of sinking into something. Mm. Like you sink into a break. Does that make sense? You sink into a break. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or whenever you're working with someone with like Reiki, you yeah. know, changing their energetic patterns a little bit. Right. You look at their body and the way they're breathing. And then if you're, if you can tap into it, it's like a subtle change, like a subtle way of like, you know, if you're sitting and you're tense and then all of a sudden you're like, relax your shoulders. Right. And that yeah. feeling. Yes. That's kind of what it feels like. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I feel like it's like when you meditate kind of, right? Like when you get into a flow. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's certain levels of a uh, of like awareness or awakeness hmm. or presentness. Hmm. How is Shaman Dirk? How is he? Yeah. What's his latest podcast? He's a really interesting man. I haven't listened. I, I listened to a little bit of a podcast um, a couple days ago. That was great. He's just like a fireball of love. I know. He's awesome. He's intense. Um, does he give like sessions? Yeah, he does sessions. He oh, does, he does like group sessions. He does private sessions. He's in LA. I think he was living in, he was living in London for a while, but, um, He's in L.A. now. I don't... The way he described it didn't sound like permanent. He was just like, I'm here now because I need to be here. Ugh, I would love to just talk like that. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm here because I need to be right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love... I I think I'm more and more getting there, but I love... It's just very inspirational to me to see people who, like, know their purpose. Just yeah. know it. Yeah. They're just so clear. I mean, I don't think that's a lot of people. Yeah. I just, I'm into people who are just content with where they are and, like, happy about it. Mm. I know, because I that's think beautiful. that's something that's tough for me. People are like, I'm just here right now doing what I need to do, and, like, my next step will come. I'm more just like, so, how can I fix that? <laughs> uh, I got I got some Capcorn. I got triple. Some I got triple, some tri triple, triple, tri triple. Capcorn in me, and oh I need to know God. now. And it's all mo it's all fire and earth. <sighs> Gosh, yeah. what a pain! Yeah, being content. I actually pulled some tarot yesterday. I pulled a bad one the other day. What did you pull? Mine was like, I have to figure out some stuff, let some stuff go. I always pull that stuff though. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but what? <laughs> There's some a bunch of sirens going off. We've had a few. Um, apologies. Uh, but this is New York. This is what you get. This is what you get. This is what you get on as woo-woo as you want. Yeah. Real life. Um, I got... So I literally pulled last night, and my past was the world, which I've gotten multiple times, which is kind of a nutty card. Uh, my present was the Seven of Pentacles, and my future was um, Temperance which is the Huron, which is like, uh, yeah. So I was like reading into that a little bit and trying to understand that. And I, I know we've said it before, but like our friend Jackie, oh we're going to get her on the show she's and actually coming. talk about tarot because she's so phenomenal. And, uh, so wait, is that a bad one? What's the vibe of that? She would never say it's bad. Yeah, she just see, explained I, the cards. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, she was just explaining the card. So the world is is basically completion, harmony, like the end That's of cycle. That's what your past is. Yeah, and I've gone the world a few times in like. That's confusing. Yeah. Um, the pentacle one. Pentacles seven, are like material wealth. Or material materiality. Oh, I'm thinking of cups. Okay, cups yeah. is emotional. Material wealth. Oh. Um, so the seven, seven of pentacles is really interesting because it's like, um, uh, oh, what's the, what's the deck that you have? What's it called? Oh, so I can plug the it. wild unknown. Yes. The wild unknown. Is that true? I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great deck. Uh, wonderful deck. Uh, so I was reading their explanation and the seven of pentacles is, uh, it's like kind of a confusing card because it's like, you've put in all this work and effort and, um, maybe you, you don't see the results, but it's also like, where are you looking? Oh, right. So it's like, like maybe, right. It's kind of like, maybe it seems like you're not experiencing success or maybe you're just not looking in the right place. What a woo woo perfect card to get for you. And then my final one, which was temperance was, um, all about moderation and balance. Your future. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Does that resonate so with you? I was you? trying to like put them together. It was a bit of I. I think it, it's really one of those things where like, and this is the beauty of of you know people like Celine and other people who are like healers, where getting that outside perspective, you know, yeah. is just so amazing if you're open to it. Because <laughs> yeah. some people aren't. But I was I was like I was coming up with interpretations and certain things felt right, but like, um. Yeah, I'm not totally I clear mean, on it. I mean, I think that makes sense for you at this particular juncture. It sounds like the present is sort of like planting seeds, right, that will grow. Well, it's almost become... like I've already been planting seeds. Well, yeah. Right. The the now is like and the harvesting that and like being I think it's like being a little creative with how you see wins. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think the future, though, is about moderating yourself in your your work and your relationships. Huh. Because I feel like we often talk and sometimes on the podcast, I think, too, about like giving, giving, giving and then, you know, to receive properly, whether that's like emotionally or financially to be compensated in the way that we think we're worthy of. Yeah. And maybe the future is like you knowing that space very firmly Ooh, and moderating you that. Just, you just hit it. Right? I think, yeah. I think, you know what it is for me, is in the abundance work I've been doing, I think it's learning how to live in a more healthy, aligned place of balance. Okay, yeah. And not, I think, when I was really young, I was too tight. Um, I think... I don't know if I've ever been, maybe I've been too extravagant. I'm not, I'm not sure. I feel like the story's still being written, but I feel like I'm still figuring out like what, how to flow with the flow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. 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 So. Huh. That's why I like, I like tarot for that reason. Me too. You know, like interpreting it. It's like a different way of looking at a problem or a solution. It's like instead of just taking some hits of acid. <laughs> just, just, just pull a card. Just pull a card. Just pull a card. <laughs> Chill out. Just take some cards. 
Um, Actually, I don't think he would even want me sharing this. The other day, our friend Braxton came over to my apartment and just chatting, hanging out after work, and pulled this card that was all about some some surprise thing is going to like come into your life and you're going to have to kind of like quickly manage it Whoa. and you're both like hmm, weird i kid you not 10 minutes later he got a work email that he was like oh boy i got to go take care of this right now it was like a logistic stuff and so he like left and took care of it and then you know texted and i was like is everything okay and he was like yeah it's fine we worked it out and he was like that card was a complete like it was exactly what happened Whoa. Pretty nuts. I love it. I know. Tarot's nutty. I know. I I pulled the same three cards, literally the same three cards, I think one month apart, and I hadn't done, I hadn't pulled any cards in between. Hmm. The same three in the same order. And I was like, That's what weird. the fuck are the odds of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least you're not pulling them anymore. No, but it was, uh, oh no, that was another pull. Yeah. There was that time I, I pulled, uh, I think the world is 22, right? So it was like the major arcana. It was like, oh, you went through all of it? 2021, 20, 22. It was like the last three cards of the major arcana. Oh, wow. I sent it to, I sent that email. I took a photo and sent it to you and Jackie. Oh, right. And we were both really positive. About it. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Um, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I think it's interesting to, to like, pull them and then read about them and then see how they fit in. Like, I, th- I think a lot of times, like, if you get, like, a death card or, like, the devil, you're like, oh, shit. Yep. But it can kind of just mean, like, transitions or, like, coming out of a darkness or going into a darkness that's, like, probably temporary. Yeah. And, I, like, you were talking about that before, like, bad cards and stuff, and I feel like this relates really beautifully to what we were saying last week and uh, or or last episode and and earlier in this episode this concept of light and dark right or wrong where it's really it really depends on your perspective yeah and like really shitty things can happen in your life and you know it takes it takes a village um but I feel like if you can approach it from a place of love and if you have people around you who support you, and I feel like this is, I think this is one of the goals of humanity is to get to a place where we're supporting each other through those shitty moments. Yeah. You know, and, Knowing and, and, like and allow, yeah. And, and that if you can gain a perspective that allows it not to just be shitty. If you can gain a perspective that goes beyond the crappiness. Well, I think you have to one, just accept the shittiness, go through that, feel that feeling, Mm -hmm. find a really good therapist, someone who knows how to manage a lot of these things. And then I think once you get like out of the kind of like nitty gritty, the horrible, like just shit that's happened and like can move forward in a way then I think you can kind of get to a, like, woo-woo place. Yeah. I do think you have to go through it. You have to go through the very black and white, suffering, abused, devastating, victim world. Mm-hmm. But then if you can kind of do the work to get to a new place, 
think that's kind of woo-woo. It's like on the way to enlightenment. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. the Buddhists say you know, existence is suffering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, you know, again, if we can, if we can love each other, love ourselves, yep. love ourselves. Love ourselves. First. First and foremost. Or in conjunction or with. Learn, or learn how to do it. Yeah. Learn how to do it. Because a lot it's of a people like, don't, you know, that is a lifelong thing. It's a life. I love. Yes. Lifelong. 100%. Always. And people always say, love yourself. And it's like, it's not just like, oh. Oh, thank you. You know, I, th- there was a few episodes ago, I was like, hug yourself. It's like, we're not saying like you hug yourself and it's like, you're cured. Yeah. It, like it doesn't work like that. No. It's a, it's a relationship with yourself. It's a relationship. It's like working on a relationship with yourself that allows you to have great relationships with other people because we're all just mirrors, right? Like that's a reflection of what you need to do or how to be or where you're at. It's like you're a mirror. You know, I actually like, like that song. Uh, it's pretty uh, good. Uh, uh, it's a Justin Timberlake song. It's so good. Off the 2020 oh, experience. I freaking love that song. I know. I haven't listened to that in a while. I like that he's married to Jessica Biel. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast has turned into a... Well, we are no, 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 just kidding. living in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. What was I going to say? Were you going to... There was one thing I was going to say because I said it to you after our episode that we just did last time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it blew my mind a little bit. I tweeted about it a while, like years ago. Mm-hmm. And it is this idea... That holding two contradicting opinions at the same time with the same value is a true sign of enlightenment. And I think that's totally spot on. Yeah, it's And that's like next level enlightenment. You're going to just skyrocket to the 12th dimension. But, and I think that is a nice just kind of way to wrap up the whole all the shitty things we've talked about this episode and the last episode. And the last episode. I love that. Yeah. Who, do you know who? Yeah. The internet. Okay. The, yeah, internet, the internet told me. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Yeah. But bravo on that. And I think that is the, the, that is what being into spiritual esoteric woo woo stuff is. You take the ego and the hurt out of, and then the reaction out of events. It's neutral. Because I think the universe is kind of neutral, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and it's I th- Like, that's a lot for our little pea brains. Yeah. And that and that's, it's attachment, right? It's attachment to your body. Attachment yeah. to your ego. When to you your start experiences. To, yeah. To you, like, your things. And when you start, like, releasing the attachments, then you're able to flow. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of them. We all do. That's I why know. we're here. That's why we're on planet Earth. Just like sailing through the trash land. <laughs> <laughs> sailing through the trash land. I mean, you know, it is. It's, it's a Earth little. Earth isn't that bad. We got queer eye. <laughs> <laughs> we got and there's as, some pretty cool. We got as woo woo as you. Yeah, want. and there's some cool botanic gardens. There's some good stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's not all it's not all bad. Yeah. Let's wrap it, yeah? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So it's kind of funny, but we it's not exactly four twenty, but it was four twenty four, which is kinda of funny. Oh, Every for our drug weed, stuff. Huh? <laughs> uh. I went to UVM, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I think this week's um, this week's uh, daily practice is to take as many drugs as you can. No. Take <laughs> yeah. as much acid. <laughs> See how many hits of acid you can take. No. I think it should <clears throat> just be if you want to explore that, make sure you do that in an environment that is safe for mm-hmm. you with someone who knows what's up. Yeah. And uh, be... Ideally, you're in, like, a decent state of mind. Yeah, don't do it if you're, like, you know, having a panic attack. Yeah. No. I never did ayahuasca, but I went to a, like, orientation. I was, like, close to doing it. I I have thought about it many a times. Yeah. The reason I bring ayahuasca up is because it's almost like the opposite. It's, like... Not the opposite, but a lot of people take it when they're in really bad places, and it kind of lifts them or opens them in ways that are quite transformational. Before we go, I'll say I I know two clients who've taken ayahuasca and had really bad residual side effects. Mm. Lots of fear. So I think that they weren't in a great state when they took it initially. So this is what I will say about drugs, and it's actually back from... um, when I was working on that documentary, uh, Dirty Pictures, um, we did a scene where I was PAing uh, on on the shoot. Uh, PAing is production assistant. Oh, um, PA. PA. Yeah. Uh, I was helping um, the crew. Uh, we were shooting a psychedelic drug conference at NYU. This was in two thousand, I think nine. Okay. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine uh, at the Judson Memorial Church, um, right by. Washington Square Park. Okay. And there were amazing speakers. Sasha Shulgin was one of the people who spoke and um, some amazing researchers, uh, Johns Hopkins, who these are the people who are doing these like psilocybin studies and stuff like that. And um, I don't remember the the speaker who said this, but he, uh, you know, experimented with drugs, but is also now a Buddhist monk. And he said, uh, you know, the difference between um, drugs verse meditation is if you're think of it this way if you are in LA and you want to go to New York you can take a plane there mm-hmm. or you can walk there Are is walking the meditation and drugs is the plane you got it okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's the other way around well I was like either way no. I would be like okay yeah so it's it's like you arrive at the same place. Yeah, but it just depends how fast. It depends how fast. It also, I think there's more to it than that. Right, like the turbulent, right. I get the, the whole analogy. You know, uh, Baba Ramdas uh, took a lot of acid and uh, for years before he stopped. And he, he talks about how, you know, you have the come down. You don't, you don't stay in that state. Right. And and I think the difference is with meditation, you're you're building yourself into a new state of being. Yeah. I mean, I think the bottom line is like it's a you know, an interesting experience maybe, but like to truly You get a glimpse. It's like you open the door yeah, and then it shuts. To truly get to a place that I think you, maybe you intend to, I think you probably need to walk there. Yeah. Safety first, Safety always. First. I think that's the important thing to take away. And take your time. Take your time. Be patient. There's no rush. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're all in this together. Yeah. Another. I'll I'll say one more Ramdas thing because it's just it came to me. But he has this beautiful quote that says, "We're all walking each other home." <laughs> that's like so sweet. Yeah. I love that. Oh, okay. 
I think that's a nice little time. Nice little time. Yeah. Any like daily? I mean, I feel like that was kind thing? of a daily thing. Uh, what? Just like the idea of like being easy on yourself. Be easy on yourself. Yeah. Moment to moment. Be easy Be on yourself. Be compassionate. Oh, just self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Self-compassion. Take care of yourself. Do something nice for yourself. You know, get the manicure, get the pedicure. Get Clean your sheets. Cle- Sometimes that makes me... Hey. Fresh whatever sheets? Whatever floats your boat. Come on, that's a nice time. Yeah. For me, it's cleaning dishes. Really? I feel so good afterwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anything works. One person's uh, yum is another person's yuck. You know, one person's yuck is. You another have a yuck. lot of good like lines today. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I like. Well, I'm like pulling. Yeah. Yum yuck. Yum yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Walk okay. each other home. That's nice. I'll walk each other home. Yeah, I like that one. So yes, take care of yourself. Yes. Just be kind to yourself. Absolutely. I'll leave you on that note. Okay. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.